finishing our series on gratitude. And as we've heard over the past uh, three weeks, gratefulness uh, is indeed a, a pathway to a happier life. And we've seen that through the scriptures. We've also shared with you different scientific studies uh, that confirm what the Bible has told us. We looked at the example of ancient Israel who complained and were ungrateful, which brought uh, disastrous consequences to their lives. And last week, Rabbi Michael talked about the prayers of a grateful heart, and we were encouraged not to be like the Pharisee who trusted in himself, but rather like the tax collector who trusted in Adonai. So our message today is entitled, How to Cultivate an Attitude of Gratitude. One writer said that gratitude is the ability to experience life as a gift. It opens us up to wonder, delight, and humility. It makes our hearts generous. It liberates us from the prison of self-preoccupation. Gratitude is not something we give to God because he wants to make sure we know how much trouble he went over us. But gratitude is the gift God gives us that enables us to be blessed by all his other gifts and the way our taste buds enable us in the way that our taste buds enable us to enjoy the gift of food. Without gratitude, this writer said, our lives degenerate into envy, dissatisfaction, and complaints, taking what we have for granted and always wanting more. Reading from Colossians chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, Rav Shaul says to the Kehilad at Colossus, Above all these, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together perfectly. And let the shalom which comes from the Messiah be your heart's decision maker. For this is why you were called to be a part of a single body and be, what? Thankful. This is one of the many passages in the scriptures that tell us to live a thankful life. But just how do we do that? When we feel overwhelmed with the problems of life, When everything seems to be going wrong for us, when the rain seems to never stop, it can be hard to be thankful. When sickness is in your house, like it's been in mine, and as Rena says, for me, the last few days have been a little difficult. Uh, I haven't really slept well. I sleep an hour at a time the most, and sometimes I'm awake for three hours during the night. So coming this morning and giving thanks and worshiping to God, was uh, was a hard thing to do because the sickness has you know attacked my body, and when our finances are right, when there are problems at work or tensions in relationships, it can be hard to be thankful. In fact, we this past month, not just the sickness, but I was reflecting uh, to my husband as I began to work on the message for this week. I said, you know, it's interesting that in this month of speaking on gratitude. I found how much I complained and confessed that that was more of my natural tendency and how God was challenging me to live out what we were speaking and preaching about and having to, you know, make adjustments because cultivating gratitude is not an easy thing to do. One article I read on gratitude talked about the need to retrain our brain. It said, while your brain receives more than 11 million bits of information per per second, it can process only about 40. Isn't that amazing how much information your brain can can take in? 
but only 40 can process this. Therefore, it takes practice to scan for the positive while screening out the negative. And if you keep at it, you can turn your brain into a grateful machine, even if you're grouchy by nature. And it doesn't matter what you're grateful for. What matters is that you're training your brain to view the world differently. Okay? And again, to cultivate that gratitude. So we're going to look at certain principles today to help us. I was reading an article in a discipleship journal uh, that is the seed thought for this message. The gentleman who wrote this article gave 12 things that God had spoken to him about on how to cultivate an article, uh, an attitude of gratitude. And I put together seven different things that I gleaned from that article that encouraged me. And I pray will encourage you this morning, but more importantly, that these will be steps that each of us take in our lives to cultivate an attitude of gratitude. As we've said, you know, we have seen, uh, how gratitude can really change our lives. Again, it should be enough that the scriptures tell us this. But all the scientific studies also encourage us that if you want to have a happy life, if you want to, to see things change, gratitude is a key to it. So in this article, he started off by saying, when a frost seems to settle on my heart, I've learned that gratefulness is a habit to be cultivated, a labor of the soul that seeks God. As with the other virtues, we can't employ a mechanical technique to make us thankful, but we can recognize the movements of the heart are most often responses to what the eyes of the heart perceive. In many ways, in gratitude is a matter of vision. We learn to direct our attention to those things that draw us to God in appreciation for who he is and what he has done. And like that other article said, retraining our brains you know, the battleground of the mind, our thought processes. So the first thing I want to encourage us this morning is gratitude is a choice. In reality, all of the spiritual truths are a matter of choice. We choose to walk in them or we choose to ignore them. Every time the word tells us to be thankful, it is a command that Adonai expects us to follow. It's a discipline that I choose in spite of my feelings. As I said this morning, I don't feel like being here, to be honest, right? My body feels worn down, and, uh, but I made a choice to worship God this morning, to, uh, even though I wasn't feeling good. And even as I'm worshiping, I'm saying, God, I don't feel like this. I don't feel anything, in fact, but, you know, you are worthy, and I'm going to choose to, to worship you. In spite of how I feel and in spite of the fact that I wish I wasn't here, God. See, being grateful starts in our hearts, but it has to be expressed with our words. And sometimes when we feel cold in our hearts, speaking words of gratitude can transform us even when we don't feel like saying them. That's why the psalmist said, I will. Can we say that together? I will. It's a choice of your will. I will wholeheartedly give thanks to Adonai. As we've shared throughout this study, choosing to be grateful will bring positive benefits into your life. For example, one study that I was looking at this week said that researchers randomly assigned one group 
of participants to keep a short weekly list of the things they were grateful for, while the second group was told to list all of the hassles uh, 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 that they were experiencing or the neutral events of their life. So 10 weeks later, the study took place for 10 weeks, the first group enjoyed a significantly greater life satisfaction than the others who focused on all the negative things that were happening. So again, understanding that, we need to know that we can choose to be grateful. We can choose to be thankful to God and to one another. It's a choice of our will. And the psalmist often says that Tehillim 111.1 is just one example, but he often makes that proclamation, I will enter his gates. I will praise his name. Again, declaring it, indicating to us that it's a choice we get to make. Secondly, we need to learn to give thanks for the small and ordinary things. Someone once said that the only thing necessary to make us unappreciative of a blessing from God is that we should receive the blessing often and regularly. Think about the children of Israel. We talked about them uh, a couple of weeks ago, but they had the blessing of manna. Supernatural, come from heaven. But they had it day after day after day. And what happened? They began to be unappreciative. And they grumbled and complained about this manna. Instead of saying, thank you, God. I have to just go out and, and there it is on the ground and I can pick it up. And I don't have to go to the grocery store. I don't have to. I just go get it and take it and make it. And sometimes when we have these th- things that are daily a part of our life, we can forget to be thankful for them. Rav Shaul says in 1 Timothy 6, 8, so if we have food and clothing, we will be satisfied with these. Taking time to thank God for the little things. How many ate breakfast this morning? How many wished you ate breakfast? (laughs) How many are going to eat lunch after the service? Yes. My family always eats. We don't miss out on it. But how often do you take the time, you know, to give thanks? You know, as, as kids, so often parents tell their kids, you know, you know, you need to eat this because there are people starving in the other parts of the world. And the kids are like, who cares, right? But what are parents trying to do? Instill to them the fact that what they have is something that they should be grateful for. The little things in life. And when we look at our lives, there are so many little things that we experience on a daily basis that we can be grateful thing for. Things that we so often take for granted. So I'm going to encourage you this week to each day look at those small, ordinary things. Like that cup of coffee my husband can't start his day without. In fact, when we ran out of coffee and he woke up the other morning, I have to go out and get a cup of coffee. Right? Some of you can relate to my husband. Or what about that warm bed you climb into at night? Especially as it's getting colder here. Just say, thank you, God, for this cup of coffee I get to drink. Thank you for this warm bed that I get to climb into. We have mentioned this often, but we 
some, we just are not content with what we have. We complain about our physical appearance, about our homes and jobs, when in reality we should be thankful for each of these things in our lives. So as part of your assignment, every day look at those small ordinary things that you have every day and express gratitude to it, to God for them. Number three is to learn to thank God in the midst of adversity. Rashul tells us, in everything. What did he say? Let's try that again. What did he say? See, it's in red, underlined up there. Let's say it again. In everything, give thanks, for this is what God wants from you who are united with the Messiah, Yeshua. Again, we've heard this before. It's not a new concept, and this verse is something that you've heard us speak on before. But give thanks in all circumstances, not for the circumstances. So God's not asking us to be thankful for the sorrows or the pains that come our way, but he does want us to demonstrate our trust in him, in his care, by thanking him in spite of them. Rav Shaul could say, give thanks in all circumstances, because it was something that he personally lived. He was in prison, yet expressing gratitude to Adonai. And that's why he encourages it in Philippians 2.14. 2, <coughs> to do everything without coveting and arguing. And we've already spoke about the fact that grumbling and complaining, coveting is the opposite of gratitude. Rav Shaul was beaten, he was left to die, he was harassed, he was persecuted, he was shipwrecked, he faced a lot of adversity, yet he maintained a heart of gratitude. And over and over again, we can see him expressing that gratitude gratitude in the letters he wrote to the different kihilot. And he wrote, I know what it is to have a lot and have a little, and yet I am content. What does contentment mean? It means being grateful. So we need to be able to express gratitude even when the storms are raging around us. I was reading another article which said, Bless your stress. Find something positive to focus on in the face uh, of adversity. At the University of Connecticut, there was a study which found that a grateful heart is a healthier heart. And in this investigation, patients who viewed their first heart attack as a blessing in disguise for giving them a new appreciation for life were less likely to have a second heart attack than those who blame their heart trouble on others. Wow. So the reality is bad things happen to everyone. There is adversity in this world. There are difficult situations that we are going to go through. Life is challenging. There will be seasons that we must walk through that are not fun. Seasons even like Leah that Rena mentioned in her Darvar Torah. The, the emotions and things that she must have walked through. But how we go through those circumstances will determine a lot. And if we want to have a happy life, a good life, we need to be grateful Being grateful will enable us to walk in the shalom and joy of God even when all hell has broken loose against us. Amen? 
Number four, put your focus on Adonai and not your problems. And we spoke about this in one of the earlier messages in this series, but it is good to hear again. Most of us are familiar with the story of Kepha walking on the water. From Matthew, Matthew chapter 14, verses 24 through 30. But at this time, the boat was several miles from the shore, battling a rough sea and a headwind. Around 4 o'clock in the morning, he, meaning Yeshua, came towards them, his disciples who were in the boat, walking on the lake. When the Talmudim saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and screamed with fear. But at once Yeshua spoke to them. Courage, he said. It is I. Stop being afraid. Then Kepha called to him, Lord, if it is really you, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. So Kepha got out of the boat and walked on the water towards Yeshua. But when he saw the wind, he became afraid and began to sink. He yelled, Lord, save me. Our focus determines everything. That storm was going to keep raging no matter what, but as long as Yeshua kept his eyes, as long as Kepha kept his eyes on Yeshua, he was able to walk on the water in the midst of the storm. We need to keep our eyes focused on God no matter what is going on around us. Even in the song that my husband ministered with during our ministry time about letting go and allowing Adonai to hold us because we trust him. Even though it seems that our life is falling apart, the song said, it's not, it's falling together because, again, we trust God. Our hope is in him, and we need to to keep our focus on him. The circumstances around us may not change, but putting our focus on Adonai will help us to walk through those circumstances and learn to cultivate Gratitude, especially when we remember what Rav Shaul said in Romans 8.28. We know that God causes everything, say everything, to work together for the good of those who love God and are called in accordance to his purpose. So even though it seems like everything is going the opposite of what God says in his word, you and I can rest assured that God will work everything for our good. Turn to your neighbor and say, God is working everything for your good. Okay, say it like you mean it. God is working everything for your good. And because he is working everything for my good, I'm going to keep my focus on him. I'm not going to focus on the problems that I have. I'm not going to focus on the storm that is raging around me. I'm not going to focus on the things that would try to torment me and pull me down, but I'm going to focus on the God who loves me, on the God who says, I will work everything together for your good. So even though I don't know why I have to walk through this storm, and even though I don't know why I have to experience all these things, just as Rena encouraged us, God had Leah in mind. God made Leah to be in the uh, uh, lineage of the Messiah because he had a plan for her life that superseded the, what Lavan, her father, wanted to do to manipulate and to use her. And I don't care what you are facing today. I don't care what people are doing to you or not doing to you. You need to focus on this truth, that God will work everything together for your good, and you need to start 
praising him and thanking him and cultivating gratitude even in the midst of the darkest hour and the darkest storm that you could find yourself walking in. Amen? That was for someone. Maybe me. (laughs) Number five. Make time to daily thank Adonai. A few years back, we did a study, a Wednesday night study on the book. I don't know if any of you remember this, Lord Change My Attitude Before It's Too Late. That's a good book. If you weren't here for the study, get it. And one of those attitudes was about gratitude. And in that, we were encouraged, and I went out and bought everyone little notebooks. So I don't know if anyone still has those notebooks. But to take a little journal and write down every day something that you were grateful for. I want to encourage us once again, if you're still doing that, great. If you dropped uh, the habit, to pick it up. Every day, even if you write down one thing to begin with. And then start by writing two things, and then three, four, five. And you're going to be amazed about the things that you can look in your life to give thanks to God for. In ancient Israel, we know that twice a day, the Levites would give thanks to Adonai. In Divrei Hayamim Aleph, known in English as First Chronicles, it says, They, the Levi'im, were to stand every morning to sing thanks and praise to Adonai, and likewise every evening. Twice a day, they give thanks to God. Later on, we see that Daniel gave thanks three times a day, reading in Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. On learning that the document had been signed, Daniel went home. What document is this? The document that says you're going to be thrown into the lion's den if you worship anyone but the king of Babylon. So Daniel heard that this document had been signed. He went home. The windows of his upstairs room were opened in the direction of Jerusalem, And there he kneeled down three times a day and prayed, doing what? Giving thanks before his God, just as he had been doing before. So I'm going to encourage you to daily give thanks. And I'm going to encourage you to put it on your calendar. Okay? Make an appointment to give thanks so you don't forget. Work it into your routine. Again, most of families with children and stuff always take time to give thanks at mealtime, right? You try to train your children to thank God for the food. That's a good place to begin. But have them thank God for other things as well. In other words, help your children begin to cultivate that attitude of gratitude. And mealtime, most families uh, eat meals together. And if you don't eat meals together, then find a time where you can sit and give thanks as a family, and again, as individuals, schedule it. Make sure you do it. Give thanks on a daily basis. Number six, show gratitude. <coughs> Two and four others in your life. We often take for granted the people who are in our lives. Michael and I were thinking about this. (coughs) 
as we were leaving uh, from the funeral for Arthur Lopez uh, a week and a half ago, and we were reflecting on how, you know, often at funerals and, you know, you see people who you've never seen before or haven't seen in a long time, and that people will come and honor the dead and yet never take time while they're alive to express appreciation. Friends, that should, shouldn't be so for us as the body of Messiah. Rob Shaul was in the habit of thanking God for the people in his life. Often he starts his letters to the kilo with this phrase, I thank my God every time I think of you. So he was in the habit of thanking God for these people. But he also took the time to tell them, I thank God for you. So you may be thinking in your head, oh, I thank God for my, for my husband. Like at our last woman's group, Rebecca was sharing how she was grateful for Robert. Now, I don't know if she went home and told Robert what she shared with us in the woman's group, but she was just saying how grateful she was for a husband who supported and came to the runs and took the pictures and, and was flexible and all these sort of things. We need to express that to one another to our spouses, to our children, to one another in the congregation, and yes, even to our co-workers, God forbid, those who give us so much service and problems, but you know what? They're there working alongside you. Take time to thank them. Let people know you're actually thankful for them. Drop a card in the mail. Send an email. Text a message. Give someone a phone call. There's so many different ways you can do it, but just express gratitude for the people that God has placed in your life. In the article, the man said, make a point to tell family and friends how grateful you are for their kindness. He said, stock up on thank you notes and use them generously even for small favors. Thank the folks involved in your daily affairs, the bus driver, the office janitor, the grocery store clerk. The more you appreciate all these people, the more you'll appreciate the one who put them in your life. We need to take the time to tell one another how much we appreciate each other and we're grateful for having you in our lives. And not just once a year, at a birthday or a Mother's Day or a Father's Day. Or not at someone's funeral when you show up and talk about how great a person they was and how they impacted your life. Tell them while they're still alive. And finally, number seven. Thank God publicly and corporately. The psalmist says, I will give thanks I will give you thanks in the great assembly. I will give you praise among huge crowds crowds of people. We give thanks when we come and worship Adonai together. When we come every Shabbat, our hearts should be ready to, as the psalmist said, enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise, giving thanks to him and blessing his name. Even Daniel, who we read about, he opened that window 
He wasn't hiding the fact that he was going to continue with his practice. He opened that window so everyone could see, and they did see. And that's why he got arrested and thrown into the lion's den. He wasn't ashamed of his relationship with God. As believers, our society has done so much to marginalize us and not even marginalize us. We are like the outcast of society if you're a person of faith. And I want to tell you, don't allow this society to shut you up about your faith in the living God of the universe, the God of Israel. You take time, not just here in this sanctuary, although, again, when you come in, you should be ready. I mean, the minute that my husband's hand hits the keyboard or the guitar, you should be right there lifting your voice and exclaiming adoration and thanksgiving and praise to the King of Kings and to the Lord of Lords because he is worthy. But you should do it out on the streets. You should do it when you're at work. You should do it when you're in the supermarket. You should do it wherever you find yourself. Oh, but Rabbi Carol, you know, I can't do that because, you know, it's against the rules at work. And I'm not talking about being obnoxious, and I'm not talking about doing something instead of doing your work. But there is a way to do it. That as you're sitting down there to, to eat your food, that you can take a moment to say a blessing. God, I thank you for this food. God, I thank you for this job. Or as you walk in to work, you can just simply say, God, I thank you for this job today. I thank you that, that I have a job. And you can say those things publicly. Other is often mis- misrepresented in the world sometimes even by us through our actions and attitude. So let's honor him with a lifestyle of thanksgiving. So as I close our message today, I want to encourage us. (coughs) To let this series on gratitude change your life. I shared seven practical steps each of us can take. And the... Key to this is that we apply them in our lives. Hopefully you wrote them down. If not, listen to the podcast later. You can listen to that online, or if you've downloaded the app on your phone, they're right there, and it'll be there within a day or so once we upload it. And write those seven down and begin to do them. And let's make this commitment as believers and as part of this congregation, that this year we're going to be the most grateful, thankful congregation on Long Island. Anyone else with me? Amen. Giving thanks and developing gratitude to God. Amen. Let's stand to our feet as we close in prayer. Hashem, we thank you for challenging and encouraging us with your word today. And I pray for each one of us that we would be doers of your word. That we would make a commitment, not just intellectually and not just saying words, oh yes, Rabbi, we're going to do that. But we would really make a commitment to cultivate an attitude of gratitude. And that the difference would be changed in seen in our personal lives and in this congregation.
as we walk in that spirit of gratitude. Thank you, God, that you are good. And we just uh, rejoice in your goodness to us. In Yeshua's name. Ironic benediction. Just trying to pull up my Bible here on my iPad. As I prepared to do this, I want to encourage you. From two to three, we have prayer. <coughs> Come join us. One hour. As Miles said about Thursday night prayer. They came in, he says, oh, it was so great Thursday night, you know, sometimes, like I said, I know, sometimes I come and, and again, I don't feel like being here, especially this week, I'm not feeling good, but once you come and we're here in prayer, God shows up and you feel invigorated, so maybe you don't come to Thursday night prayer because you get home from work, but Saturday prayer for one hour, come, go grab some lunch and, and then come back from two to three and join us for prayer, and then... Uh, three to four for those who are in our Hebrew classes. We have Hebrew class uh, later tonight. Any of the youth who want to join us at our house for pizza and games. And tomorrow morning, every woman, raise your hand. No, no, no. Raise it high, Marina. Raise it high. Tomorrow morning, I want to see you at Panera Bread in Port Jefferson. Okay? Come bring your shekels. Buy yourself a bagel or whatever else you want to eat. Personally, one of my favorites is the gluten-free chocolate cookie. Not because it's gluten-free, but because it's chocolate. Delicious. So I always get one of those with something else. But I'm going to see all you women there tomorrow, 930. We're going to have a great time. So stretch out your hand as we bless you. May Adonai bless you and keep you. May Adonai make his face shine on you and show you his favor. May Adonai lift up his face towards you and give you peace. May you walk in the shalom of Adonai and in the attitude of gratitude this week. Amen.